It's the same old story. It's been a long day at the job, or maybe it's just starting to feel long, and you feel that urge to stretch your legs and get a little bit of a break. You walk down the street, or maybe you get behind the wheel of your car, and you feel the weight begin to lift. You walk through the doors, and the sound of the place starts to clear the air. You get a table, you order your drink, you listen to the sounds of the bar, and soak in the conversation. Welcome to the TNE Speakeasy with your hosts, Steve, Eric, and Caleb. Listen in as they discuss a variety of topics, such as holidays, the Andor series, and more. And I didn't know if we were going to, you know, if it was not to be discussed since it doesn't have to do with Obi-Wan. But have y'all seen the trailer for Andor? Yes. If it if it came out recently, like within the past like two months, then yeah, I did see it. Uh, it came out like, no, I think there was a teaser two or three months ago. But there was like a newer teaser two weeks ago. Oh, I don't know if I saw that. That's interesting. Hmm. Well, the yeah, the new I, I have to say it looks fantastic. Like you know, I don't really like this idea of uh, revisiting the movie where everybody dies. I mean, a prequel to the movie where everyone dies. Yeah. But the look of the trailer has the look of Rogue One, and what I mean by that is the late seventies ish look of Rogue One, which I adore. Um, I see that in the series, and. This is something to discuss when we do like the movie podcast, Star Wars stuff. But as time goes on, Rogue One is just yeah moving up my list of like it's like my favorite Disney Star Wars movie. Uh, I just think it's so so, and I think it's one of the best Star Wars movies. Period. I just really oh, adore wow. Rogue One. I really do. There's so much good about it. Um, I just I just think it's amazing. Well, from what I understand, the early reviews for Andor, now where they're coming from, no idea, but they're <laughs> supposedly being really positive. Trailer-wise, it looks good, but I've been tricked by these Disney Star Wars trailers before. <laughs> I've been tricked before. <laughs> Fool me once, Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm a, I, I'm, a, I'm a... Are we recording? Is this the beginning of the episode? But, yeah, one thing interesting they said... I don't know what I was watching, but one interesting thing they said about the trailer for Andor is that so ever since mandalorian it's been pretty obvious that the void is like star wars is a new thing and it's interesting because now other companies have their version of the void too like for the new star trek series and the void um it's a very interesting um special effects technique that sort of john favreau had sort of been working i mean yes i know you're talking about he'd been tinkering with different ideas for over 10 years um, and the void is like the current iteration of that, and it's really cool if you watch the Mandalorian making of episode that just mm-hmm. focuses on the void. And so Disney's been using it like crazy um, for this, uh, like for Boba Fett, and I'm pretty sure this one Obi Wan. Uh, did you say Boba Fett? Yeah, I did. probably did. I did. <laughs> and uh, it's actually the volume. 
<laughs> oh, did I say the void? The volume. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I think it's because I always called him Boba Fett uh, since I was a kid. I think that's why I never really heard Boba Fett until Episode Two came around. But anyway, um, and actually, people are very critical of Thor, the newest one that just came out, because Oof. apparently they, they use the um, the volume uh, excessively in that movie, and it, like bothers a lot of people the way it looks. Wow, really? I didn't realize. Yes. I haven't seen it. I thought it looked like the prequels. I thought it was all green screen. I was like, wow, I haven't seen a movie like this. No, it was vol- it was volume, but it still bothered people because they could tell they weren't like in real locations. But anyway, in the with the Andor trailer, they went out of their way to say that some of the planet locations, um, they went out of their way to say that they, they did not use the volume and, and that they were on location in Scotland, blah, blah, blah. Because they just wanted it, they just wanted that look of like a real place, and it really shows in the trailer, uh, at least for that one planet. But uh, anyway, whatever. All right, guys, you ready to start talking about Obi Wan? Oh, yes, okay. Steve was just thanking you for the rescheduling. Yeah, I was looking so forward to recording tomorrow. But no, somebody had to actually celebrate Thanksgiving this year. Well, yeah, what's all that about? What's going on there? <laughs> well, we can record something else tomorrow if you want. Uh, I mean, Caleb's I obviously not celebrating it, so... Because <laughs> I feel like my plans are going up in flames for tomorrow. Oh? Oh, no. Well, not, no, no nothing, nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. It's just I think it's going to be less involved by me than I thought it was. But oh. that's neither here nor there. Oh, Steve, I don't know if you know, but we have... Uh, thanksgiving a month earlier we had in october that's right so i already yes. have my my thanksgiving dinners <laughs> yeah dinners that's something radio from scarlet taught me i had no idea about alternate thanksgiving until i started listening to that podcast <laughs> alternate thanksgiving no sir i it's literally not a thought or i ever thought that was a thing until i would hear them talk about it every year but they do like a thanksgiving special i don't, i've never understood the big obsession with no, they would just they would just mention it like on the podcast like in November or October like oh you know going to do this for the holidays. That's the first time I'd ever heard anyone suggested that. Like I didn't even know first of all that Canada even had a Thanksgiving first of all, much less when it took place. And I don't know why we do. Uh, some some people apparently really care a lot here about Thanksgiving, but maybe it's just because I don't really care about any holidays. But I've never gotten the. Uh what's really special about it but what day what days it fall on in october i i i think it's every second monday in october i think again i i generally don't know when when any holidays are so i'm always lost it's also through doctor who podcasting that i learned that like father's day and mother's day are like different in england and stuff like that really yeah they're also off by like a month or something compared to ours weird I'm not a fan of those holidays particularly. Oh, me neither. No. Though I'm, I'm usually okay with all the other holidays, but, but those two are like my least favorite. Yeah, and in my province in particular, we have one called Family Day, which oh. they don't have in the rest of Canada. Not just like Family Day, really. That's so generic. So what do you, <laughs> what do you do on Family Day? Pull out a game of Monopoly and? Oh, nothing. It's just a. It's just like a paid holiday, really. That's all it's Oh, well, hell, for. yeah. I love those kind of holidays. Those are my favorites. <laughs> that's crazy that it's paid. I mean, for one that sounds super made up. 
that that's why they made it. They were like, oh, we want to have another paid day, so let's just invent a holiday. It's it's only like ten years old at this point. In, in Canada, do they have Boxing Day? Yep. Yeah, I'm not sure when it is, though. I, again, I I never know when any holidays are, really. Why would that be on a different day? <laughs> I don't know when it is in America, either. I don't know any of those things. Well, it's not. It's more British. Uh, yeah. Like, we adopted it, I guess. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's always the day after Christmas. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, yes. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I should remember that one, at least. That's obvious. I at least know when Christmas is every year. Well, we... we, we... <laughs> such a violent holiday instead of boxing day we call it you know shoot down day or something like that. gun day or something. <laughs> yeah they do the boxing in england yeah. well, we go to walmarts and we go to walmarts and clubs and we you know shoot people up damn that's dark that's dark <laughs> <laughs> oh i've given up I've, I've been trying to vote for people to make that have that kind of change put into law i, I don't know what you guys feel about it but I'd be shocked if anything happened in that regard. Owning weapons. I mean, I don't mind people owning guns. It, that's not the problem. It's just I, I don't understand why people want to own, like, semi-automatics or anything. Handguns. Really... Wait, wait, wait. Handguns is just weird to me. Every once in a while, but not often, me and Sean get into this, and it doesn't work because, uh, yeah, we're probably on different sides, me and Sean. Maybe me and you two as well. But because then... Cause I get I get weirdly pedantic when I start listening to this subject, because like you said, like I don't think anyone should be owning semi-automatics, and you're like I'm okay with people owning guns but not semi-automatics. But what you just said doesn't make sense because every like ninety five percent of all the guns are semi-automatics. So I get weirdly pedantic because because whenever people talk about this stuff on social media or on the news, I get my brain just gets like it hurts because like. Oh, it's... People, people on both sides are saying things that don't make sense. Like the words don't make sense, uh, and so I, mm. I just started getting a headache. Well, it's definitely a loaded conversation, that's for sure. Ah, yeah, very loaded. Ah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> zing. Sean, have you ever seen Pink Flamingos? Oh, did I say Sean? Steve, I'm already drunk. <laughs> I had some wine with my food earlier. <laughs> you only had a sip. <laughs> You've had one sip. No, I had some more wine with my food early. I just ran out, to be honest. <laughs> back. No, I haven't seen uh, Pink Flamingos. Pink Flamingos. Oh, oh God, don't watch oh, that. Man. Don't watch that. Don't watch that. You gotta watch that. There you go. No, unless you have a thing for John Waters, <laughs> there's no reason to go uh, down that road. Um, oh, there's every reason. Unless you have a thing from John Waters, that's the only reason I could possibly think of. Um... Oh, but Kayla, you mentioned MCU for a second. I still want to, like, I was, I was gonna try to see that movie, you know, opening weekend, and I was trying to go with my cousin. Which one? He, uh, Wakanda. Uh huh. But my cousin got COVID for his first time unexpectedly. He's fine already now. Okay. But um, that's good. Yeah, he's younger and whatever. Anyway, um, and so now that that's passed, though, I mean, opening weekend, and just from little blurbs I've seen in the YouTube stuff i frequent in the and the articles i read online now i'm kind of like i think this might be the first mcu movie well we'll see what happens uh well besides black widow but that's different this might be the first one besides black widow that i may not actually see at the movie theater because i've seen every single mcu at the movie theater except for black widow that was different it was streaming um because now i'm turned off to what little I've heard that I feel like I can just wait for it 
um, to hit Disney Plus, which will probably just be like in literally two months. Um, so, oh, uh, yeah, not, yeah, not not to rush or go too much into this, but was there any particular like one thing, or was it just the overall kind of tone of the reviews that put you off? Um, the shortest version of just to sling what I, I didn't read deeply in anything because I wasn't looking for spoilers, but it sounds like it's more the same. This ongoing conversation me and Caleb have had, it sounds like it's more in the ilk of of the stuff that I've been critical of recently in Phase Four, and I'm in no hurry like for anything like that. Um, and I don't see why I need to run out if it's gonna be more in line with other Phase Four things. Um, well, I think Phase Four ended with Wakanda, right? That's what I heard. Uh, it, that could be. I'm not sure. Oh yeah, maybe the next one, the ne- next Ant Man, I think is the first of the next phase. I think. But as I've already discussed with Caleb, Steve, like Phase mm-hmm. Four is by far and away the worst possible thing for me as far as MCU is concerned. They're the only thing that I liked ever in it. Eternals. Ironically, one of my favorite MC. <laughs> Come on. No, I, Eternals I thought was okay, but it was just, it was so, to me, milquetoast. It wasn't offensive. It was just, wow. I, or it could have been better, or it could have been something not that. Like, if anything, because I actually read that comic back in 2012, the actual original Eternals. It was a kind of a coincidence that I just chose <laughs> that randomly. And I actually read like the first fifteen issues. It's not—it's not a long run. It only goes for like twenty-three issues or something. The original run. I read the whole freaking or most of it, and it was okay. The comic, but to see the movie version, like, like the the costumes should have—they—they should have, like, every, the Eternals overall look was very muted and very like generic and and nondescript. And I, I don't think that that did well for it. Like, they should have had... I don't know how to... Like, I don't know. Like, do you know what I mean? Um, when, when, like, their costumes just look like they just came out of um, uh, um, Hero Mart. Like, there was no distinction, no... Like, no, like you know what I mean? Like, just... just bland. Yeah, I get you. And the comic is not like that. It's like... You know, they they look like visually, not not tonally, but visually, like like how the new Suicide Squad, how everyone had like its own unique look and like very colorful. And the way, um, what's his name, um, uh, Peacemaker, like how his costume looks interpreted on the, like they should look something like that. I'm not saying they should have been Peacemaker literally, but I mean each individual should have had their own individual flavor of costume or design or whatever. And they were just rare. Well, that, that's fair, but but yeah, I guess we can move on to uh, yeah, since that's kind of off. From... <laughs> Nobody cares about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, just you know, because Steve hasn't seen these things, I should try to guide the conversation back. Oh, to, uh... I didn't know that. Yeah, but <laughs> Phase Four is the worst. Phase Four is the absolute worst, and yeah, except for the Spider-Man movie, everything else was mediocre or terrible. Uh, yeah, yeah, well... And two shows were okay. Well, well, no, I disagree there, but... <laughs> but anyway, let's see yeah, how Kenobi, speaking of okay, or maybe not. No. Um, yeah, here we are, returning yet again for the, the latter half of our Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, coverage. 
You should have had on Kat from Sci-Fi Partyline because she loved this series. Um, she just watched it recently herself. And she thinks she thought it was really cool. Um, uh, she thinks Andor is utter shit compared to this. Um, what? What? Uh, she she quit. She quit uh, like after one or two episodes of Andor. I, I think. Well, yeah, the first two episodes are horrible. You need to. Wow. Well, they're not horrible, but they they're slow. My point is that she loved this series, and then she quit on Andor like on after episode two, and she's well get. Get this. So Disney, in order to, because that's the thing. To me, Andor is the best, even yeah. better than Mandalorian. Oh yeah, I By am. Far. Yeah. I, every when every episode would end, guys. If since we're transitioning, after every episode of Andor we transition, I'd be like, that's the best ever. Yeah, I can't wait to see the next episode. I was like, oh my, why couldn't they ever release this all at once, like Netflix does? Yes, I don't understand the notion of. I want this thing to utterly kick ass, like in the first two episodes, because that set us like to yeah, some yeah. kind of weird expectation. Like, how can you possibly maintain that? And so that's why, you know, starting, like, you know, cooling your jets. That that seems like a prudent approach. But see, I guess I'm all to the slow develop if it's worth it. And I guess yeah, Cat yeah. wants it now. Like, <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like, when they not on Standor, I'm like. I really could fucking care less. Like, I, me I, too. I, I didn't really. Want, I didn't care about Andor. I mean, no. there's a few characters that were interesting, but nothing that really I was invested in. And I just watched it because I had Disney Plus. Nothing else was on. And I admit the first couple episodes are kind of slow, but after that, it just it's like it keeps ramping up and up, and and it gets better and better every episode. It, and by the time it ends, it's like, holy fuck, I want more. It's yeah. one of the few times where, outside of maybe Stranger Things, the first season, where I just I couldn't get enough of it. Like, I would jump on YouTube looking for people to talk about <laughs> Andor. Please talk about it. I want to see, I want to see what, what, like, what are the hidden Easter eggs? What, you know, like with uh, Luthen when, in his antique shop. I mean, it's just, it was so well done. And the thing is, Disney is really trying to drum up because nobody's watching this show. Right. Oh. I think they will eventually. It's the best. I don't know when. <laughs> they will. But yeah, it's, I, I mean, that's the thing. Everybody's, everybody who watches it loves it, except your your friend, Eric. Uh, <laughs> everybody likes it, but nobody's watching it. And so Disney is like, hey, we're going to release it on other streaming services the first three episodes. I'm like, that's... Really? Got, oh, wow. Hmm. You've got to release more than that because the first few episodes... Are too slow. I mean, it, it yes, it gets better and it builds upon itself, but I think it really kicks in around episode three and four. I think it's the first two episodes. Maybe it's it does, but it's still like I guess you got to be more hardcore Star Wars or something because besides Cat, like I introduced my sister to Star Wars like circa two thousand nine, two thousand ten, um, and and she loved it out of the gate, and she's watched a lot of this new stuff. And like the movies but and she likes mandalorian but she there's no way i won't even i won't even attempt to ask her to watch andor um like i, I there's no way she'd be into it she's not that kind of star wars fan mandalorian is fun but to me andor is kind of the adult version of star wars oh there's no question about it i mean yeah. kids are dying i mean people are getting assassinated I mean, it's not a, it's not a, I mean, this shit goes down. 
when I finished uh, when I finished Andor, I was like, I need to go back and watch The Empire Strikes Back because, I mean, I feel like we've never gotten anything of this quality in Star Wars compared to Andor. Oh, so now you're saying what I've been saying for weeks. I I want to rewatch Rogue One. Oh, I already did rewatch Rogue, well, Rogue One. I already rewatched it. <laughs> in my opinion, no, it's not terrible, and I still love it. And so, okay, so I did already do the experiment already because I watched Rogue One again about a week and a half, two weeks ago. And, and it looked much paler in comparison. And I, no, hold on. <laughs> what, what? I definitely noticed in Rogue One, it had a little bit more of that aesthetic we've had in the newer Star Wars in general, where things are a little bit lighter in tone and there's a little bit more humor, you know? Um, so I definitely, that stood out more after watching Andor. But I already liked the movie to begin with, so I, of course I still like it. But the biggest difference was when we got to the climax of the movie, or pre-Darth, pre um, when when we're on Scarif, and mm-hmm. and like, oh, the other thing. Um, so spoilers for all those who haven't seen Andor, or for some reason I haven't seen Rogue One. So the whole movie, in my mind, I'm like, like Andor's got to live. There's got to be a way he can somehow live. Like, we need to change this. Like, he can't die. He can't die. He can't. I had that in my mind the whole time. And then when it when it's ultimately him and Jyn Erso on the beach and the Death Star does its thing, oh. I openly wept for the first time watching Rogue One. So that was the effect of Andor. Because like y'all said, I didn't really care for the Andor character in particular either as much as I liked Rogue One. But now I have this whole new appreciation for the character and for him to go up, you know, the way go out the way he did on the beach. Oh my God, it hit me so hard. So yeah, it's worked. Diego Luna is is just yeah he didn't I he didn't do anything for me in Rogue One but in this series yeah he didn't have the opportunity fully no. in that because he was just kind of like a cold asshole. Um, Nobody did just in Rogue One by yeah. itself. I mean you start he start he starts off by killing somebody. Oh, I like that part. I like that part. Killing a rebel. I mean you're like so you automatically you're on the defensive on him. But uh, in this series, I mean you really get to see his acting abilities. I mean the scenes where he's I don't know. I feel like we should save this for the Andor. Yeah, that's. I was about to say, let's save all this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This should all. This should all just be like a, a separate primer for the next things. Like, I mean, it should sure. be like a ta- detached and be a separate primer for what we're going to talk about. 